like on my phone. Who among us does? Um, can you hear with through like the headphone jack? Okay. Yes. Okay. It's been a problem historically. Um, it has. Just like when I was on the oh no I don't want to see myself stop. Um, when I was on the like group Zoom chats we've had before, when I was on my phone and on my computer, they were like we can't hear you. Okay, I don't want to stop my video, but I would love to not be Monsters Inc. There we go. Oh my god, I love it. I also pressed record already <laughs> so that I don't fuck this up. <laughs> okay, people are going to be so confused <laughs> to just hear me mumbling, I don't want to be Monsters Inc. Um, if this is when we're starting it. <sighs> Wait, you're not in front of your bookshelf. You're just in, on your bed, like normal. I'm to the side of my bookshelf. I'm to the side of your bookshelf. For once. That's okay. No, but it's perfect. It's, it's the exact view I get when we're podcasting normally. I love it. It's kind of a different angle, unless I was like like reclining on your bed. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, true. It is a different, a weird angle. Yeah. I have uh, the computer just like on the mattress and a little book underneath, so that this sweet little baby doesn't overheat. I love it. People um, are gonna be addicted to your breathing this episode. It's gonna be shit. so okay, present. <laughs> in a good way are we, are we retooling to an asmr podcast because if so then no one wants to say asmr though okay Aiden, how do i hold the mic that my breathing is not i think you're doing so a problematic. i'm just gay so i can't not touch the like <laughs> part that is the microphone and hold it close to my mouth yeah, yeah, yeah. as if i'm a reporter okay i'm gonna try and angle it away and um yeah people will just have to to deal with it it's like ambient no like rain sounds built into the podcast but it's just my inability to breathe even in without any a single trace of covid can't breathe i mean it's what people i think have uh come to know and love about our podcast it's like a <laughs> it's a restful feature i was listening to a comedian's um comedy album recently and they were like a heavy breather into the into the microphone and i was like jasmine <laughs> Oh my god, it's me. Yeah. You know what, though, who I, the most famous is now, and I, I resent the association? I don't think it's the same sound, but Donald Trump, in between sentences, literally sounds like he is, like, pulling damp, like, jello through a straw. Oh, god. Like, he's like, <laughs> like it's like, it's a, he, he inhales through his nose so violently and audibly, um, and unless, like, it, like now he's doing all of these live addresses like i think in other videos they try and fix it in post because it sounds insane yeah but because i am a masochist and i've been watching so many of his like live briefings which are completely a waste of time and only just fill me with rage um i can't help but notice <laughs> sarah jessica parker style but <laughs> like it's crazy oh my god and i don't Wait, want that to be jessica, sarah jessica parker is a heavy breather no, sorry. I just said to myself, I couldn't help but wonder, which is a uh, sentence I can't say without thinking of um, how trite it is. Yes. Exactly. Um, okay, so I don't know. Are we just like jumping straight into Live, Laugh, Love? I mean, let's do, I mean, that's a great preamble. And then let's do <laughs> <laughs> the intro now. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, oh my gosh. So I'm Jasmine. And I'm Aiden. And this is our very first quarantine episode of Full Circle, Circle Back. Back. Yay! Wow. We've never been more in unison and we're so far apart. <laughs> the thing I like about this pandemic to me is that everyone has essentially become a YouTuber. 
Oh, 100%. A YouTuber and a podcaster. And I mean, at this point, if you're on Instagram Live, you're also still a YouTuber, right? Like, we're just like yeah. using that broad brush. Okay. Yeah. And even like um, political live addresses, I consider that a YouTube video. <laughs> Donald Trump is a YouTuber now. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. But at the same time, it's good that we're practicing getting good at making content because as someone who works in the business called show yourself, you know that there's going to be a bit of a bottleneck with professionally uh, made content for a while. So we all have to play with ourselves in the corner until the pros can get back at it. Yeah. There, it's like funny to me as well because um, like there is going to be a bottleneck, but I would love to be in on those conversations where like networks and like Netflix are deciding like what they sit on and like slowly kind of like mm-hmm. hand out because before they would be like, they, like every month they do like a, a press release where they're like, these are like the 40 new things that are coming. And of that 40, like maybe two or three are like, Netflix originals and now I'm like is that the same speed that you're going to be releasing things are you going to like siphon it off a little bit more I don't know if siphon off is the right well, word no 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 I think you're right and I also am wondering like they're probably like the content that they have now has to last them until the duration of when they can start making things again so if anything they might try and slow things down to be like this is we have a finite amount of um we can't go back out and film Tiger King 2 a because everyone's in jail and secondly like we just can't make new content yeah i mean the good Um, news is is like tiger king 2 like i'm assuming like the court system is also kind of on hold so like (laughs) yeah that's true carol Carol baskin has another year of freedom under her belt yeah oh my god she's just staring lovingly into the tiger's eyes being like well at the other end of this oh no you froze i mean although oh you unfroze there's, there's no new physical evidence. I unfroze. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think they're going to have to, like, drip, drip things out. But what I want to know is, so in the world's least sad actual thing in context of everything else that's happening right now, that's a small tragedy in my own life is so they've canceled all the productions at Mervesh, the theater in Toronto, for yeah. obvious reasons. So um, Michelle, for my birthday and Christmas, had gotten Hamilton tickets for us to go see it. So we're not going to see it unless they extend the run. And even then, I feel like it's going to be very Hunger Gamesy to get tickets again. Um, but the Disney has a taped version of Hamilton with, like, the original cast that they filmed years ago. Like, whenever, like, lin was actually um, still in the titular role. Yeah. But they're not releasing it until, like, October 2021. And oh it's like... God. Bitches, you have this in the coffers. Like, everyone's being called upon to do unusual things. Just release it. I know. I'll, Disney is I'll pay really... $9 for Disney Plus. I don't even care. I don't even care. I know. I fe- and I feel bad for all the, like... Well, I feel most bad for all the, like, smaller filmmakers who, like, got yeah. into... Like, South by Southwest was the first, like, big festival that got canceled. And I think Khan is, like quietly hopeful and they're postponing but i assume that they're probably also going to cancel like all those people don't get to have their like film releases anymore and then like on top of that all the like bigger production like blockbusters Mm -hmm. are all pushing as well yeah no they're all pushing and yeah the people who's written who've written books who had book tours planned who can't go the musicians Um, who canceled their concerts yeah that magazine article i wrote finally came out 
Oh my and god. I can't get a copy of it because <laughs> all the stores are closed. Um, and it's behind a paywall on the um, on the site itself. So I'm like, we'll see it someday. You have to be able to email someone at that magazine. Again. Yeah, I, ha- I have it. To be honest, I've been waiting. They said that they were mailing out copies, and I'm hoping that one will be mailed to um, my folks' place because I sent in the address and everything like a month beforehand. So we'll see. Yeah. No, I'm sure um, it'll happen. But yeah, no, it just is a very, I mean, that's an incredibly low stakes example, but just of, yeah, like all of these transitions or milestones that people are like, well, I guess that just isn't happening this time. This, the South by Southwest and the film festival is really my heart aches for those yeah. people. Cause, and the Olympics, like all the athletes oh, yeah. who are training, this is our podcast. Where we just list sad things that are now no longer happening because of, but still it's, it is, it's insane. I um had this like funny realization earlier because I had this like pang where I was like what's bothering me like what can't I deal with and I've started to realize that my love language with myself is gifts <laughs> and I haven't okay. been able to buy anything <laughs> <laughs> wait Aiden that's actually so funny that's also so insightful um to know that about yourself like what a great discovery to make and I totally understand where you're coming from not so much with the love languages being gifts which I find really endearing but more so like I'm learning that I really love going for walks but I've motivated myself for years by like having a destination even if it's like mostly made up right so to be like oh you like window shopping at this bookstore go like walk to the bookstore or like oh you like going to go visit Aiden like go walk to his house um and now with like you're not allowed to go in anywhere or do anything I'm still going for walks but they feel stupider so this is actually I mean as, as a woman in a same-sex relationship I feel like going for walks is a big part of yeah. your culture but I um <laughs> I've never okay. been well now it's definitely becoming one now yeah and I, well and I've never like to me like file walks under like puzzles like would rather die than like really do this like it's not like a an activity in my everyday life but I have my dog now and like a big part of his life is going for walks so I'm just every day a huge part of his life yeah so we like go for these walks and it's like fine and like obviously that's what makes me like a reluctant dog owner I guess or like a bad dog owner but I go (laughs) okay like, I go for the walks and they're, like, long, but the thing that I, like, have trouble with is they're so meandering because he, like, just wants to smell things. And I'm like, plot twist, it's also piss. Like, what do you... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's piss, that's piss, that's another dog's poop, but you absolutely cannot touch with your mouth, and that's also piss, and that's a piece yeah. of discarded garbage, yeah. And, like, dogs don't interact with, like the smell of pee the same way like your average person does where you're like ew that's pee they're like let me smell like let me get to know this pee and I also I don't know about your dog but the dogs uh, I have had over the years they all like smell the pee like they're learning things about the other dog from the pee like oh which who knows but they're like okay so definitely like yeah like five years old beautiful dog um hates like playing frisbee whatever and it's like they're getting their like full like history like flashing before their eyes oh absolutely like owen the way he gets like he's such a calm like neutral dog but when he's like smelling something that's obviously been peed on he's like beautiful minding (laughs) (laughs) like it becomes so manic to be like i gotta smell for a little longer (laughs) (laughs) i haven't cracked the code yet yeah we have to keep going oh i'm so glad owen's there with you though 
it is like truly a saving grace and like i if that's like the thing that he likes that like gets him by i'm like okay like these are his like youtube videos like this is what he enjoys doing and like if someone were to hurry me through my like 14 minute beauty tutorial i'd be upset too (laughs) wait these are his youtube videos wait i'm also gonna turn off my video for a second just because and it might be a bit it has a bit of a lag um okay there we go that might be better um but yeah that's so funny aiden um i've decided also okay first of all in my mind quarantine is forever which means i'm gonna have infinite time to learn and do um everything that i want to um be and become and i've decided that my king lear is i want to be learn how to do absolutely outrageous makeup i think i'm watching a lot of rupaul's drag race um and right now my only eyeshadow strategy is i wear it twice a year and i just kind of smudge in the direction of my lid and it looks more um tragic accident like someone who's broken their nose three weeks ago than it does intentional so i think i i think i can do this this can be my king lear the idea of you like having worked several weeks at your new job before quarantine and then coming back with like (laughs) stage makeup for day-to-day meetings (laughs) so funny to me Coming back to the office, they're like, I don't remember her working here. I'm like, this is me now. Yes. Oh, my God. The, I, like, didn't watch the episode, but this kind of reminds me of it. On the last, like, episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Kim mm-hmm. and, oh, my God, one of the other ones, Kim and Courtney <laughs> yep. got into, like, a fight with each other that came to, like, physical blows. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it, like, happened at, like, Chloe's house. And after the fight, because of the way they were, like, fighting each other, and, like, they have this, like, Chloe lives in, like, this stark white house. There are, like, makeup smudges on the wall from, like, (laughs) where they touched it. And there's just, like, transition footage of Chloe, like, lysoling down the wall. (laughs) She also has a crazy white house. Doesn't Kim... Kim and Connie have a white house. I think that they all have like that's their new aesthetic now, like museum chic. That's so funny. They're also like they're just too much for any room they're in. They need to like absolutely strip the room of any other stimulus. But this room, or else it would be overwhelming. It it squished. I like I had this like myth in my mind that like they had some kind of makeup trick that stopped transfers from happening happening because you never see it on like the collar of their shirts. But there's obvious transfer that does happen. So I'm just curious, like, <laughs> how much of someone's life is wiping up makeup stains? Oh, yeah. On a, on a shirt collar, for sure, that has to be a nightmare. Yeah. But maybe shirts for them are just, like, Kleenex. Like, one-time use. Yeah. It's like, well, it's dirty now. Goodbye. I mean, I guess you're right. That is really what it is. Um, but you were talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, and we need to talk about Sherry Pie because it's <gasps> insane. Yes, I I really want to find out more. I was trolling, um, like I think both of us do this, the rabbit holes of like speak, like just like Owen smelling pee and beautiful minding. That's me when I like I'm like have an internet mystery and need to find every single resource I've that's ever been created on it. Yeah, um, kind of like that woman did with whether or not um, Como has a nipple ring. Did you see that? No. Okay, wait. How have you not seen this on the internet? Oh. 
My God, I guess I don't follow political Twitter closely enough. <laughs> okay, so Andrew Cuomo was giving a press briefing more than once the other day, and it looks like he has actually like piercing is very similar to yours. Yeah. Um. So like it was like nipple, but then there was like kind of like little balls on either side of where the nipple would be, and people were like trying to brainstorm what it could be. So some person was like, maybe it's like suspenders, and someone's like, <laughs> like who wears suspenders under a polo shirt? And someone was like, maybe it's like a Kevlar vest. And oh. so another woman on the internet like searched like every single vest, Kevlar vest ever made and was like, no, none of them have straps like over the nipples. It's um, true. I'm looking at the picture now. It's um, New York Magazine. The article title. <laughs> the article title is, what's the deal with Andrew Cuomo's nipples? An investigation. <laughs> and like some people were like, maybe he just has like, like really inflamed like a follicle or like a weirdly shaped areola and everyone was like that can't be it anyway so but this woman put together a like detailed detailed twitter feed where she put together all of her internet research on it and i very much related to her as i've never compiled it in that way but it's not unlike me to go on that kind of like internet stalking binge it's so, so i did that on the cherry pie thing but i did it a couple of weeks ago and i feel like there's probably more up-to-date information that i've missed wow I'm sorry, you're still, like, Andrew Cuomo's nipples. Do you think he has them or not? I think he does. I think he might. It's hard to tell 100%, but I think, I mean, these do kind of, unless he has, like, puffy nipples, but I don't understand. So the most damning evidence is that there's other photos of him where he appears to have normal nipples um, in the past, and he also went through a, like, relatively big breakup a couple of years ago. So this, the Twitter person's theory was that like it was his, like he was wilding and this was his like post breakup. <laughs> Wilding out. Yeah, it seems like kind of, still kind of a bizarre thing for like the older governor of New York to do to like express his sexuality, but who am I to? Well, so I just quickly skimmed two different articles. The Vice article, the takeaway, because they like asked us experts, aka nipple piercers, and they were like, yeah. the takeaway is like, if he has pierced nipples, good for him. More people should yeah. have pierced nipples. <laughs> there you go. Um, so funny. So absolutely thrilled for him, but it is very funny that it came out in this way, like as he's like trying to brief the state on like one of the biggest crises to face the people ever. And people were like, absolutely hear what you're saying thanks for your service but can you tell us more about your nipples yeah what's going on here under your blouse yeah um but yeah sherry pie um okay so have you seen the episode from last night this is already yes. going to be dated but that's fine. yeah, yeah so i, I definitely I, I definitely think that they're like not showcasing I, I, I feel like you can exactly date when in post-production they found out and or they've gone back and re-edited some episodes because i feel like um because it was a snatch game episode and Sherry Pie did quite well, but wasn't really featured very heavily in the episode. Yes. So it's like funny because, so I've been watching it and what's kind of upsetting is like Sherry Pie is like quite obviously, even in the edited down version where she has like two minutes of screen time, she is the like front runner of the competition. Like even though she isn't necessarily- oh, insanely always- talented. Yeah. And it's like- tough because she seems kind of like she's having a Bianca Del Rio run where she's like quite good like obviously Bianca did better and was like consistently in the top throughout but Mm -hmm. it's like kind of sad that you know this person who's so talented and obviously very smart and clever used their power so to speak for evil yeah 100% and like it's also tough because I 
am not a big fan. We, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about this. I think that cancel culture has room to be more nuanced than it has been. And I think we're trying to find a happy medium where people can express growth and redemption and all those things. However, it seems like it happened a while ago, but like not long enough ago. And also like she wasn't young enough for it to be like, oh, like, oh, like a useful indiscretion or you didn't get it. It was like, oh, like very intentionally exploited other young people at a time that you should have known better. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it like obviously has had like quite serious and lasting like damaging effects for the uh, victims who were taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, all that being said, this is a side note, but the, like, I cannot get over the alias Allison Lossy. I think that, like... <laughs> Why is that so funny to you? I don't know, but just, like, for those oh. who don't know, basically this uh, Drag Race contestant, Sherry Pie, um, was posing as a casting agent named um, Allison Mossy, and she would message men who were, like, quite, like... Um, the way I understand it is like bulky, like bulked up. Like they like use mm-hmm. steroids or look like they use steroids. Like they're very muscular and would ask them to read for like roles of like a person who's like so big, they like are too big to fit in a house. Like they're so big <laughs> and bulking and like ask for like pictures. And like, that's the part of this that like really like, gets away but and also to ask them to do like sexual innuendo on camera in the name of being taped for a role right totally yeah okay which is like and the sad thing is like underneath all of this like that like kink or that like fantasy or fetish is like a very real thing and it's like very interesting because i've never really been aware of it like the idea of liking someone who's like too big to like live operate within society yeah is like very interesting like you know what i mean like someone who's like so giant that they can't use a cell phone <laughs> is like just this part like it's funny to me because it's just a, a tiptoe outside of reality yeah okay so I, I knew like i know like feederism which oh, yeah. is like but that's specifically about like people who are i guess like f- like large but fat as opposed to like large and like muscular right um which is uh fine but yeah so like the muscular thing was new to me and then also the idea that like here's what makes me laugh and i don't know how to quite how to put this so allison mossy clearly in these interactions was like trying to like work in like steroid use and like bulking into the conversation and the the very small snippets that i saw like the actors being like I was kind of suspicious when, like, we were talking about my audition and we started talking about steroids instead. And I just am thinking, like, how difficult it would be as Allison Mossy to, like, try and have these subjects come up organically or, like, try and squeeze it into the conversation, being like, please let us talk about this. Please let us talk about this. But it being, like, not a normal thing to talk about in the context. Yes. Even the made-up context that you created. It's insane. And, like, but yeah. the the part of it to me that's, like, the nugget or the core that, like, obviously this person is like an actor or a thespian is the name Alison Mossy is so <laughs> perfect. Like I literally, like when my phone rings, I almost have an urge to be like, Alison Mossy's Mossy. <laughs> <laughs> Like the gay like assistant in me is like, that's a real like a casting agency. Oh, 100%. It is the perfect name. It is 
it's the Regina Falange, obviously, for Sherry Pie, except for does not sound ridiculous and instead sounds incredibly believable. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can just imagine, like, people, like, in the casting industry walking around New York being like, oh, you know Alison Mossy. She does the best work. Yeah. I feel like I can almost picture Alison Mossy. You know, she gave Tom Hardy his start. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just Uh, crazy. It is crazy. Sorry, go ahead. And and Sherry Pye, like, you can see that she is, like, a brilliant, like, has a a strong, like, comic and, and thespian intuition, as you said. And once again, as you said, used her powers for evils to be like, okay, I need to come up with a name that embodies everything that would like someone put their trust in and seems 100% above board. Alison Mossy is it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, sad. But at least she's, they figured it out before, you know, the crime was on her head. Yeah. So, yep. should she have one? Should she have one? I mean, that's going to be awkward. Yeah, I mean, right, because they, they haven't actually filmed, nor will they be able to film, question mark, Yeah, it's, finale. Yeah, it's on hiatus. Like, it would be, because they usually film it before. And the thing that I find crazy is that they film alternate endings, so even the winner doesn't know they're the winner until it airs. What? They film multiple endings? Yeah, so in the, like, earlier seasons, they would do it all just, like, because obviously the the fandom wasn't as there before like people who liked it really liked it and it has always had a strong following but a growing following so they didn't have the money to do this big like stage production live event um necessarily so they would do it similar to like the judges table and they would name the winner but because the drag queens and like multiple drag queens have talked about this before where they like even though they've signed ndas when they get eliminated they would be leaving the studio, getting to the airport, and while they're waiting for their flight, they get on the phone with a friend, they're like, okay, episode one, this is what happens, this is who goes home, these are the challenges. Like, they go through everything, so it's always leaked. So, in an effort to combat that, they now film alternate endings. Oh my god! Yeah, so everyone gets a turn being like, you won. That would be so crushing as one of the three queens to not win to like like literally cosplay the fantasy but then be like oh but that's not real yes and it like really i've like started to notice it too where like when someone's being announced as the winner like they're usually pretty good at be at being like big and like imagining that they had won but it's also their turn to imagine that they've won so oh my god it's just like interesting to me that like as big as it is you're like that's not a hundred thousand dollar performance yeah yeah yeah. because they're still trying to protect themselves against possible disappointment in some way shape or form well and they're also um as rupaul said they're not meryl streep so they (laughs) can't (laughs) they can't sell the real deal and who among us could like i wouldn't be able to sell that absolutely not in that moment being like okay pretend you won Oh my gosh, but also like your family's here and pretend you run, you won and then find out in two months whether or not it actually happened or not. When you got yeah. your, your check and your, your supply of makeup from Anastasia Beverly Hill Cosmetics. Exactly. Yeah, that's so that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a question about core? Sure, of course. So my question to you is, because um, I was thinking about this before I called you, I was trying to think whether or not you would prefer your current situation, which is you have a roommate, but you're principally by yourself. Right. um, As a strong extrovert, 
um, where you can't even get yourself gifts as is your want. Mm. Um, or if you would prefer a situation where for the next eight weeks you were bestowed a random person from Grinder to come and keep you company. And it wasn't necessarily for you guys to hook up, but it just was like human company. That was like a stranger that was like, this is, you know, like Bob and like Bob was there for a week. And then it was like Travis and Travis was there for a week. And like you at least had like the stimulus of like a, a new and different human being. Oh my God. That's a hard question. I know. I feel like I didn't know how you would answer. I don't know. A full week? A full week. But That's so hard because if you it. get like someone that you're like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only seven days. It's only seven days. So I know, I but if you feel that. the entire time. Yeah, right. But yeah, if you feel that way on day one, like the next days become long interminable yeah slog and then or if you have someone that you really like and then it switches over to the next person you're like you're no ted (laughs) that's true i mean it's a gamble it really is a gamble i can't lie to you you know what i think for um the sake of my like extroverted mentality i think i would take the rotating door of guests yeah i think i that makes sense to me but i also know that um you are pretty good at entertaining yourself and also don't suffer fools super lightly. So I was thinking that like, yes, you would love being around people and you're easy to get along with. But if someone was like a real piece of work, I could just see you being like, like get out. Like <laughs> they live like on like the tiny porch behind your apartment. I already know what I would do to deal with it. Is that what psycho? would you do? Change, <laughs> change the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, it's working for me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Good luck. Oh, my God. That's you can so risk funny. it outside. Yeah. yeah good luck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay, that's, that's good. That's my, um, that's my question for you. Okay, I have a question for you. Would yeah. you rather mm-hmm. stick it out in your apartment with Michelle or mm-hmm. have a rotating person of your friend group each week? Ooh, um (laughs) so i'm just laughing because michelle's not in the room but i can imagine her being in the room and looking at me being like bitch you better answer this correctly yeah um i would absolutely pick michelle yeah i don't Um, think that's fair the only thing that would change my answer is i feel very blessed in this day and age uh that i can still like call you and talk to you or like call my friends and talk to my friends um and michelle is uh, not that I don't enjoy seeing people in person way more, but Michelle's the person who I would think I would like be very sad if I wasn't able to like be around and like physically touch and all those things where it's like, yeah. I love all of you for your minds and I can get that over the phone. Um, if it was like pioneer times and like it was Michelle and I couldn't have contact with any other human being. Right. I think I would still choose it, but the hardship would be far greater in the sense of I think we would drive each other insane if you're the only person you can interact with. I know. I think that that's so tough. And I even have, like, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm sure this is That was a deep breath. <laughs> Jasmine. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm sure this happened to you, but I'll, like, see people that I know on the street who live in my neighborhood. And there's, like, w- this weird moment where you, like, go to like hug or stand closer than you're allowed to. And then you remember the rules and you're like, okay, back up. Like we mm-hmm, have to like mm-hmm. have our conversation from this. I, it just happened to me because I went to the liquor store before 
And mm-hmm. um, another two comedians uh, that I knew were like coming out as I was going in and we like had our like chit chat, but like, I was like standing against the wall where like the stores were and they were like on the like curb side, basically like letting people pass in right. between us. And it felt like a very like, um, in intimate conversation. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Cause you're like, that's kind of how you stand when you run into someone who you don't want to run into. And you're like, kind of like have, you're kind of, um, spiritually in a sprinter's position, like getting ready to exit the conversation Yeah, when you're kind of like, Oh, Hey, but like you don't move towards the other person. And like, that's the only way you're allowed to talk now. Yeah. It's nuts. And it's also weird seeing people not follow the like rules of like social distancing and space. Like even when we were in the line, the person behind me was standing like, probably two or three feet away from me and I was like back it up girl like the line is the same length it just looks weirder yeah no that's and then it's like do you call someone out did you say something no I didn't say anything because I was like well my back's due so this is like lower risk I guess and like I don't really need to be confrontational but in the liquor store they were very like there's like markers on the ground of like where you have to stand when you're in line and they're like very militant about it they're like stand on like stand on the spot you're not respecting social distancing, which is good. Wow, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't experienced that as much in the last week because, as you know, I kind of feel like I'm cheating. So I'm at my parents' place, which is, like, in the middle of nowhere, and they're on, like, half an acre. So, like, when you – like, you'd have to be an insane person who was, like, trying to be close to other human beings in order to be close to it. Like, I go on runs and I see one other person right the entire time that I'm on a run um which sounds like it's a really long distance when I go on runs it's very short distance but still long enough that you should see another human being and I don't um but when I was still in Toronto um my biggest pet peeve was like construction scaffolding obviously like forms like a little tunnel like train bridge etiquette of like at a time and some people will enter in and you're like in the tunnel together and other than like doing a u-turn and running out the other side you're like, well, now we have to get within a foot of each other, and this is all your fault. Yeah, even it's weird being on walks with Owen. So there's like, you see like the whole gamut of like the who like follows the rules or how they follow the rules or what they're supposed to do. Like, I like kind of a sick part of me enjoys either me being the person to cross the street or seeing other people cross the street because I'm like, this is so nice, like an unencumbered, like walk mm. down the sidewalk. <laughs> But um, there is, like, also to me, there's, like, kind of a hierarchy of, like, when to cross. Like, I think that, like, first and foremost, like, if you are in, like, a wheelchair or have any type yeah. of, yeah. um, like, a differently abled experience, like, you were number one, you're the first priority, like, the sidewalk is yours across the street or we should all be walking around you in yeah. general. And then um, I think old people are next because they're most at risk. So if you're like an elderly person, just like walk around across the street. And then after that, I honestly would probably give it to um, like families or pregnant women or people with strollers. And then after that, I would give it to people with dogs because that's me and I'm being selfish. No, but I also think that's fair because you don't like you have a mobility restraint insofar as like you can't just like rip your dog like, in a sudden motion away from somebody. And they also, like, don't understand, like, the, 
you know, like my dog is like kind of nervous. So if I walk too close to him, he like doesn't really, he's like, are we crossing the street? Like what's happening? (laughs) And like, it also isn't like a process that you can really hurry along. I'm like, he lives or dies for the smell of pee. Like I can't. Like I have to let him here. have his his John Nash moment with beautiful mind. Yeah, learning all these things about the other dog. Exactly. He's, he's an archaeologist. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, um and and people are not being respectful of that hierarchy, you don't think? No, not really. Cause and then after that I would give it to the like individual walker because I think that you're kind of being like the noble person walking by yourself. And then groups of two or more, like a, you're breaking the rules most likely if you're more than two people. And two, like, you're, like, move. Like, get out of the way. Everybody else, like, all the people listed before you have, like, their own, like, baggage of, like, what's going on. And then the last group of people who I have noticed more and more of, oh, and then it comes runners where it's like, okay, enough. Like, we get that this is your fitness journey now. But, <laughs> and there's so many more runners now than I've ever seen before. But in last place is bikers. And to them, I just say, like, get the fuck off the sidewalk. Yeah, get off the sidewalk anytime, let alone during a pandemic where we have to, you're not allowed to be on the sidewalk anyway. It's so irritating to me. I think that is completely justified. Especially because um, sidewalk bikers are usually those people who bike so slow that they have, like, the weird <laughs> front wheel <laughs> thing where they're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> It's like, why are you doing this? It's literally your your bike is almost falling over because of what you're doing is not what it is intended to do. Yeah, to you and yet, say, like, maybe biking's not for you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so when Michelle and I were still in the city, um, <laughs> we were talking about, because obviously we look very similar, and we were out, I can't remember if we were, like, working out at the park or what we were doing, but we were trying to decide whether or not we were scandalizing people by, like, because we look like we could be, like, two friends out for like a joint workout or something but I was like right. do people think we're friends um or do they think that we because are a couple or do they think we're family members like what do people think is the relation between us that we're allowed right. to be out in public together and we were arguing about what was the more likely assumption Michelle thought that people would thought would think that we were family members um which is gross but true um That's so funny yeah I guess <laughs> I guess women and people's, like, perception of women, like, female friendship is so different. Or roommates. I guess we also could have been thought of as roommates. Yeah. Because I had an experience recently. So basically, not to brag, but Good Food delivered me an extra, uh, like, they had accidentally doubled up my order for whatever reason. Heyo! And they'd only charged me for one, but you've seen my world's smallest apartment, and Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Barbie's dream fridge so I was like I can't, <laughs> I can't I can't fit all this food in this poly pocket plus I have a roommate yeah. that I can't like monopolize the entire fridge so I was like there's enough like comedians in my circle who I know are out of work so I'll just like donate this to somebody else it, they didn't charge me for it so I uh, planned to meet a uh, friend of the pod and guest of the pod uh, Brendan D'Souza to be like you can have this if this is your like amazing friend. Yeah, so we'd, like, plan to, like, meet up and then kind of, like, bomb exchange it where, like, I would put the package down and, like, kind of walk away and then he would go and pick it up. Yeah. And it was funny because in the middle of this, someone's, like, 
uh, was asking us a question. I can't remember if it was asking us for time or something, but it was like one of those, he was like an elderly man and I could tell he was trying to be sweet, but I guess he had heard both of our gay, gay voices. (laughs) (laughs) And he turned to Brendan and he was like, don't you two ever fight. Like you should cherish each other and treat each other right. (laughs) Wait, it's so cute. It was so cute and so funny. And anyway, so he like made his way off, whatever. And I just think it's so funny that like, to assume that we're gay, but have to be dating. As... <laughs> but are still six feet away from each other, exchanging a box of food. Yeah, no, just two gay men in proximity of each other have to be together. And, uh, yeah. but I was like, you hear that? You don't treat me good enough. Even that man could tell. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. I love that man. Also, so funny. I know we're not supposed to do this anymore, but back when we were younger and more innocent, so we saw each other very much at like, over six feet, like eight feet away. Yeah, we were good. We respected the distance, but it ultimately is not okay. Oh no, you're, I think you're cutting out. Maybe it's me. (laughs) The park that is like half. You also look so distressed in screenshotting this. Oh my god. Okay, I heard you say that you're screenshotting it, but I think that you have to say that again, because it cut out for me, but maybe I'm the problem. Oh no. <laughs> this recording is going to be psychotic to try and edit. <laughs> okay, wait. Um, I can try and move a little bit. You're crystal clear again. Okay, amazing. Um, just that, that man who yelled at us when we were chatting all eight feet away from each other, and he was oh, like, yeah. I love this. Good job social distancing, you guys. I'm like, I think you took a picture of us. It was like, very bizarre. Also, it's so funny for you to refer to him as that man because he was 23 years old, if a day. <laughs> well, you have a man. That little boy. Yes. I am... I have a disease where in my head I am still 22 and everyone else who is over 25 is like, I'm shocked watching reality TV shows. Um, like love is blind. Like most of the people on the show are younger than I am. Do you know how disturbing it was for me watching the bachelor and realizing that I've aged out of being a contestant? Like that literally, would be so hard for you. It's psycho. I'm 29 now, and my narrative now would be like, "Oh, there's the spinster." <laughs> I would be literally. They would talk to me like I was on my third marriage. This would be yeah. my potential third marriage. I have kids, and yes. my like eggs have rotted away. 100. percent That's how they treat every single woman above the age of 28 on that show. It's insane. Like Kelly, why can't you make it work? And like, even like, is there something wrong with you? And when you're 28, too, they, like, also kind of talk about you, like, it's now or never. Yeah, no, it's insane. Yeah. It's fully insane. But all the men in Love is Blind look old. Or I don't know how faces look anymore. I think that men kind of, they're, like, boys, and then they're 40. Yeah, that's, you're not wrong. It's, like, very um, jarring to, like, realize. Like, we were talking about someone the other day, and I was, like, body of a 30-year-old, but face of, like, a father of three. 100%. I also think many of the men in Love is Blind are just, like, 
I mean, sherry pies type, like just like kind of like thick. And sometimes I identify like bulkier men with being older, even though like that's not a linear relationship. Right. I just yeah. have so many like young willowy life men in my life that I'm like, that's a sign of being young. And if you were thicker, then you were older. And by thicker, I just mean either fat or muscular. That Love know. is B- Blind was so interesting to me because A, I was like the producer who, or like the showrunner who came up with this is a genius because you clearly just like copy and pasted the best parts of all dating reality shows and then put them together into one. Yeah. But the like thing that worked best for that show that you like realized more and more as you went through is every single one of them was a dud. Oh, 110%. Also, I've never noticed the production value of a show more. Specifically that they only had enough money to pay for the one set of drinking glasses or two sets of drinking glasses. They had metal goblets and like champagne flutes that were also metal. And no matter where they were on this planet E, they were drinking out of one of those two glasses because they clearly brought all of them with them wherever they went. Can I tell you a production thing that you probably already know? No, please tell me. Do you know why they were metal and opaque glasses? It's so that they could cut and paste the footage together however they wanted without worrying about continuity. Oh, because in, in that case, if they were worried about like, oh, someone had already drank half of the thing, but then they went back into time or something and it was it looked bizarre and messy. Yes. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. But I've never known another production, I've never noticed that in another show before. I know. So they, anyway. usually, they usually don't do that, like The Bachelor, but that's why they're not allowed to eat food on The Bachelor because then they can't uh, uh, yeah, cut around the footage. That is so interesting. Yeah. Okay, no, I did not know that, and that is, that is news. Yeah, so absolutely the person who came up with it is brilliant. Um, they also, I think, filmed it very if, like, cheaply and efficiently and have made so much money off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because like everything about it like logistically made sense like they're clearly all from Atlanta so like yeah. it, they weren't worried about like on The Bachelor like the classic but boring ultimately conversation is like but I'm from Dallas and you're from New York and whoa, whoa, right. like, I want to be close to my family which is like an important conversation to have but actually makes for terrible television in my opinion yeah um so they got to just skip all of that which was amazing it Honestly, is smart. And Atlanta, part of the reason they do that is because uh, Georgia has, or I don't know if it's all of Georgia, but Atlanta specifically has really good um, film production tax credits. Uh, okay. I mean, so does Toronto. Maybe they should do a Love is Blind here. I would. The idea of seeing only people I know on Love is Blind is it's erotic. So it's erotic to me. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so funny. Okay, so I would I would love to see a Love is Blind, but with gay men filmed in Toronto. I would die for that. Except we would all be like, Derek, is that you? Yeah, that's true. You're right, you're right. Same with, I was thinking the exact same thing for lesbians, is that first of all, like, Love is Blind is, like, not an insane premise for Toronto's lesbians, as we've discussed, where yeah. it's just like, you have to get married in one month? Of course, I was going to do that anyway. It's so um, But um, 100% with gay men everyone would know each other it would not work um what i wanted to see from love is blind is a show that followed all of the unsuccessful contestants from like the first episode oh my god um because there were so many of them we just never heard from them again just a loser's reel i i want it i want the loser's reel of the losers conversations of like the people like all of the unsuccessful conversations who would would have been 
like probably normal, healthy conversations. Unlike the unhinged people who were like, I got, I got to make this work. I'm, I'm just going to propose to someone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. I find that is a missed opportunity because basically they used all those people as human props to be like, go talk to Cameron. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, watching Thomas Blind feels like literally it happened in 2012. It feels so long ago. Oh my God. Everything feels like so long ago. And I've actually like, I don't know about you, but I've like reached the limit to the amount of content that I can consume. Like I was watching Sopranos before at like such a rate that I was like, I'm not paying attention <laughs> and I'm not taking in any new information. Oh yeah. I've, it's lost its luster a little bit yeah. for me. 100%. Like I would be watching with my dog and I'd be like, who are they? <laughs> it also doesn't help with the Sopranos that they all kind of look the same and they all are going to die at some point in a blaze of gunfire and Tony Soprano is just going to, you know, be wearing a very similar outfit in the therapist's office again, talking about the same kind of things. Yeah. It's very easy to, like, not have a strong sense of continuity or time watching that show. Absolutely. Especially because a lot of the standing sets didn't really change. Like, his house is always the exact same. Um, his therapist, Malfi's uh, yeah. office, is always exactly the same. And time jumps ahead really quickly. So all of a sudden, like, it's like Janice is pregnant. Janice's kid is four. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, it just... AJ's in grade seven. AJ has a stepchild. Like it, I it all happens hate so quickly. Janice Soprano. <laughs> She's actually sucks so much. Wait, if you got into season four, you got to Karen Zidi. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you. I Karen Zidi was <laughs> the Zidi that Bobby was keeping in the freezer that his dead wife had made, and like the, oh, it was I'm like not... a metaphor for his old. You absolutely have gotten there. I don't know. I don't remember seeing that, but oh, okay. that's funny. Yeah. I also didn't really feel any sympathy for... It was bad because they, like, spent a lot of, like, narrative real estate on AJ, but never developed him as a character. He is devoid of any personality. Like, I couldn't tell you a single thing about him other than, like, he was interested in drumming for, like, three seconds. And he was interested in football for three seconds. Yeah, no, he's, like, the, the world's worst character development. Um, and then he has a chin scrap before he has a personality. And this, I'm, I'm halfway through seasons five, and I don't know what's going to happen. It's crazy to me. Oh, that right, he, he had like, the panic attacks, too. Oh, yes, I kind of remember that. Well, I mean, here we are. But yeah, here we are. <laughs> Do you Sopranos recap? 10 years later. 20 I years know. later? Show was very old. I mean, it's at a time uh, where I feel like most um, people are re-watching Sopranos, so it's fine. It's true. Um, okay, wait. And then I think we should wrap it up for now because we are going to fully run out of content in quarantine podcasting because I don't know about you, but I'm not doing a single thing with my life. So no. I need to save whatever small nuggets of insight I have about anything. Well, um, have you seen any of the, like... I like I'm trying to like develop new interests because I can't do anything outside of the house. <laughs> um, but I'm starting to notice like a theme of like what's now advertised to me on Facebook and Instagram. And have you seen okay. those like they're like mosaic posters that are made out of like these little square gems? And you like there's like a pen with wax that like sticks to one side of the gem and then it's like paint by numbers but with gems. I have never heard of that. Like like, you're like, have you seen the ads, plural, as opposed to, have you ever heard of this once in your life? No. I, is it, like, stained glass 
art, but with gems? It kind of, it's more like, um, you know, when you get either A, paint by numbers or B, um, those like things where like the, it's a picture and the colors are all in the background and then you like mm-hmm. yarn, make like a carpet out of like the image. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. It's like that, but make a gem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, so are you going to do that? I like seriously considered it and I was like, I know that I'm going to finish this and be like, okay, garbage. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be so entrancing in the meantime. Okay, so Michelle just sent me a brag, which is super mean. Oh my God. Uh, sorry, well, I've been doing this. She's going for a walk and she just passed 10,000 steps. This is our life now. We're now 65. I'm a, I know. It's actually, this is like, <laughs> I feel like this is our 30 day trial, but longer. Like, <laughs> But like our free trial of an old folks home. 100%. That's what it is. It is a, it is a preview of being retired, but still being young. And in some cases is uh, thankfully able-bodied, but yeah, it's, and I don't like hate it. I'm not complaining, but I do need to develop a more rich inner life before. It's insane. Extending my trial. Yeah. I tried reading a book the other day and I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Why? so hard I think it's just harder because it's like forced upon me now it's like a book assignment instead of being like pleasure reading 100% and for me it's gotten a little bit better and again not to bring it down again but I was getting really frustrated with myself I was doing a pretty good job with work stuff but Mm. other stuff that I was like reading or thinking or trying to do I found it so hard to focus and I was like Jasmine like you stupid bitch get it together and it took me a couple of days to be like, okay, what's actually happening is you're, we're in a global pandemic and it's okay that your brain is like having a little bit of a hard time processing this and like, isn't focusing super well because that's like a natural biological response to be like, even in like a very broad intellectual way, like you're in danger. And now that I've acclimated, I found it easier to like pivot back to like being able yeah. to focus on things again. Yeah. But I was being hilariously like, impatient with myself (laughs) I was like wait no this is a completely normal reaction and it just like for me is especially frustrating as someone who doesn't really have idle hands I'm like yeah it's frustrating because there's all these things that I want to do but I cannot do them so like any like home improvement tasks like I can't go to the store and get anything that I right I have pictures that I've needed to get framed for like years that I'm like okay we'll have the time but certainly nowhere to go to get pictures Yeah, And, like, even I've noticed on our walk, like, my walks with my dog that so many people have obviously been spring cleaning and they're, like, leaving things by the sidewalk for people to take. And I'm, like, now of all times is the, like, people are least likely to pick something up off the side of the road. Oh, 100% are not going to. I had that the other day where I was someone had spring cleaned some books. And I was, like, would love to read these. I'm not going to pick up a random book from the side of the road. Because I'm not even allowed to touch, like... A my door face. handle. <laughs> yeah. My face, exactly. Yes. Yeah. No one knows how to behave. And it's okay. We're all figuring it out. But um, I find but that comforting. It is comforting in its own bizarre way. Um, okay, so one last question and then um but I wanted to ask you, other than Sopranos, what do you what is what would you recommend as like a content deep cut? Of like yesteryear that like people should watch oh for people to watch okay so one of them that i had like kind of got into for like a work project which i don't even know what's happening 
with anything anymore. Um, but I went back and started rewatching Six Feet Under, which is another HBO show. Get out. I'm watching that right now. Yeah. And I find it very, there are things about it that are like so cutting edge and so good still. And yes. then there are other things where I'm like, this is so, like, I think they only really did it in the pilot and then they stopped doing it, but it's so hokey. The um, advertisements for funeral home supplies. Yes. It's so funny. And they stopped doing it, uh, thankfully, because it was, after the second one, I was like, I'm over this. And this also, I think they did, someone did this on uh, Snatch Game yesterday, but it's related to this. Is Frances Conroy a bad actress? <laughs> Wait, is she the one who is the mom? Yes. Yeah, no, I think she's bad. I watch her and I'm like, wow, we are really acting for the back row. <laughs> it's like crazy. when she's upset, she's like, how dare you, David? I've never been more insulted. Yeah, it's like, okay. Tr- like, truly, I can think of a hundred scenes where she's like, I'm allowed to have a life as well, you know? hundred and ten percent. It's crazy. And I keep on waiting. And what makes me laugh is that, like, so, I don't know, I'm on season two now, and her sister comes back into the picture, and her sister is played by Patricia Arquette, who is someone who absolutely could play the pants off of that role. And it's so funny, because it's like, oh, like, this is someone who is, like, a similar aesthetic, who can act, and it's really just throwing even further into relief that, uh, Patricia Arquette, you are not, as an actress. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's interesting to me. But, like, I guess I've seen Frances Conroy a lot of times in Ryan Murphy vehicles. And since then, like, I feel great about her. I just think that she maybe for has always been meant to play severely old roles. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because she's not even that old. She's, like, supposed to be in her 50s or something. Yeah, exactly. But um, Six Feet Under is gay, so we must stand. Wait, it's also not Patricia Arquette. I'm lying to you. Who's the one who plays the mom in EZA? Oh. Patricia. Um, yes. I know exactly who you're talking about, and yeah, now I'm going to be name? murdered. I can hear the chorus of voices being Oh, like... Patricia Clarkson. Patricia Clarkson. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, I'm disgusted with myself. Sorry. It's Patricia Clarkson that plays the sister. It's fine. Um, Patricia Arquette is also a great... If you were Alison Mossy, great pitch. Great <laughs> Great pitch. For casting. Um, the, the other thing that I'm finding interesting about Six Feet Under is that I think the first two seasons are set in like 2000, 2001. And yeah. they have a, a gay character, which obviously uh, now is like, if you don't, what's wrong with you? But at the time, I'm sure it was more contra. contra. Yeah. But they, it oscillates between like the portrayal of um, someone being gay and the acceptance of others it seems like very normal and fine in, this, in the way it should be and is now. But there's just, like, weird pockets of, like, 20 years ago homophobia that yeah. are being presented that I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot, like, how many, how much things have changed um, yeah. so drastically since then. Yeah, because um, even there have been, like, certain gay characters who are just, like, in cameos or, like, mentioned in The Sopranos and, like, the way they're talked about. I'm like, oh, my God. Right, people hate <laughs> gay people. Yeah. <laughs> totally forgot, which is such a privilege, yeah. but... Such a privilege, especially, yeah, I mean, for me, who's 70% of the people in my life are gay, that I'm like, yeah, if, if, like, you can't just scream that in the street, but that was, yeah. that was the way things were. And then I'm trying uh, to think of another deep cut that I'm watching. I feel like I just started, oh, I'm going to watch The O.C., season one. Mm, 
I never was allowed to watch that show when it was on. That's a good, that's a good recommendation. How did you learn to be a teenager? It was really hard. I mostly listened to other people describe the OC, which really helped me be a teenager. You should, um, as like a film school project, watch the pilot because it's so tight. Oh, really? It's literally like, this is a narrative. This is a character. This is their narrative. There, here's a new character. <laughs> it's so well done. They like do like the backstory of like everything and like feed, like move forward with everything so well. I think I have seen the first few episodes when I was in university. I'll have to go back and revisit it. I, I definitely know like the Ryan Atwood story. I also, one of my favorite stories from high school with a girl who was not even really one of my friends, just like a friend of a friend. There was a story of her watching the episode where Marissa dies. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in a classic suburban home was like watching it in the basement. And her mom opened the door to the basement to like, I don't know, like bring down like, a, like some cans of pop or something. And Allie was climbing up the stairs, sobbing on her hands and knees like, <laughs> after the episode had ended. Oh. I just love that as like a visceral reaction to uh, Marissa dying with, you know, Hallelujah playing in the background and being like, I literally am so distraught. I can't even walk. and I'm going to crawl up the stairs only to be discovered by my mother. You'll literally. So the thing that I love about the OC because everything was so dramatic is the consistency with which things are handled is so far fetched. So for, for one season, I think it's the season before um marissa cooper dies um adrian brody's is that his name adam brody no adam brody yeah adrian brody's the guy who's in the piano yeah um adam brody's mom uh kirsten has a drinking problem and this like all comes to a head when she drinks and drives and then gets t-boned at an intersection and the car truly rolls over it's like simone biles at the olympics on the like (laughs) (laughs) When I say that car, it's like a quadruple let. (laughs) Yes, and she did not stick the landing. It rolled over (laughs) so many times, and she like gets out of the car, just like being like, "Oops!" (laughs) (laughs) She like she literally gets out of the car. She's like, "And I oop," and she has like a like trickle of blood from her forehead, and that (laughs) is it. Marissa Cooper, a season later, is like. Gently, gently hits into <laughs> a telephone pole and like the car explodes it is insane <laughs> it is insane and like before the car explodes like um what's his face has time to like get out of the car and he's like carrying her dramatically and explodes behind them and i'm like this show rocks <laughs> <laughs> You absolutely have to rewatch it, and I think you should give commentary wherever possible. Okay, actually, maybe that's a good podcast idea. Yeah, that's a great podcast idea. Um, okay, now is there any content that you're watching in deep cuts? Well, Six Feet Under was going to be my deep cut, and you've whisked it away. Um, I'm yeah, I'm trying to do some HBO old stuff. Oh, um, we're gonna watch. I think either tonight or tomorrow. Because my sister and her boyfriend are also into RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, we're going to watch Paris is Burning, which is the old documentary about the ballroom scene. Yeah, that, it's a 80s. great documentary. Yeah, we only watched a few minutes and it's already excellent. And you can um, like, see who's influenced by like even the like the vernacular, the like um, cadence that like certain of the like drag queens talked like back then. It's like very yeah. apparent still. Well, even at one point, they were 
like it was like again like 10 minutes into the movie someone was like oh I was gagging and I was like oh I didn't realize that's been like a phrase for like almost 40 years yeah so many of the phrases are like like fish gagging boots the house like it's all old oh my gosh but I love that and I also like the dance moves are still like feel so contemporary yeah it's been really really fun to watch even just for a few minutes so that's my not very funny, but interesting, hopefully. Deep cut. I love um, that. And then, apparently, you'll have to let me know when you start the OC, because I will absolutely watch, uh, co-watch an episode with you. That will make me happy. Maybe I'll buy it on iTunes, because it's not on any platforms. The soundtrack to Super is so good. Is so good. Um, Wait, is there a specific season soundtrack that's good? I just, like, know the music from there generally is, is toyed. Season one. Season one is amazing. I just fully burped. Oops. I also remember, um, was it, yeah, Adam Brody, Brody's character was really into Death Cab for Cutie. I must have watched more than a couple episodes because I know too much about it. Or is it, like, other things in my life where I just learned about it online so I could pretend to talk, I could talk to my friends and pretend that I knew about it? I don't know. Call me. I don't remember. Me. <laughs> Call me. Uh, well, Aiden, should we wrap this up for now so we have anything to say to each other in a later episode? Yes, let's wrap it. Okay. It's been so fun to talk to you. I know this has been great. This is We'll Circle Back, you clowns. We'll circle back. Hope you are all safe and healthy and we'll stay safe and healthy and are staying the fuck home um, and uh, watching all the content and listening to all the content your little ears and hearts can bear. And please feel free. Absolutely no pressure. Uh, but please subscribe and rate yes. us on iTunes because it's so helpful. So delightful. And we know you have time. Please. Okay. On that um, note. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>